1: Hello everyone and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips. And as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all today. I have been looking forward to today's show for two months now. This is our first episode of 2023 our 102nd overall episode, and our 8th On the Right Road anniversary episode, all rolled up into one awesome show, and oh my gosh, it's going to be so awesome, you guys. My guest is brilliant children's author, Trudy Ludwig. I can't wait for you all to meet her, and our topic today is going to focus on helping kids and really all of us feel seen and heard. Um, I did a Facebook Live on this topic recently based on one of Trudy's books entitled The Invisible Boy. I was just so moved by her book, all of her books, really, and I'm just thrilled that when we invited her to be on today's show, she wholeheartedly accepted. Um, And you know, here's the thing. In today's uh, fast-paced, tech-based, online, pandemic-centered world, I think it's safe to say that a whole lot of kids and adults, maybe even everyone in some way, has or is experiencing feeling invisible. And that troubles my heart to no end because everyone should and and needs to feel seen and heard. So today's show is all about addressing this important topic and situation and looking at things we can do to make sure everyone feels seen. So first, before I introduce you all to Trudy, this extraordinary author and human being, I just want to make sure to kick off today's On the Right Road giving fun for you. As always, I'll have giveaways throughout the whole show. So to start, this first giveaway t- uh, today is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to this On the Right Road episode on its first air date today, Sunday, February 26, 2023. First, I want to make sure to share today's giveaway code words. And it's two words today, feeling seen. Okay, and here's the entry scoop. During the as live broadcast airing of the episode, which is going to be 5 p.m. Pacific, uh, between 5 and 6 p.m. Pacific, which is 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern this evening, I'm going to be posting the show's Facebook giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. Okay? After I've shared the details of a particular giveaway during that 5 to 6 p.m. Pacific time hour, it will then pop up right away on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. All the easy entry details will be in the giveaway post. Plus, you also need to include today's giveaway code words feeling seen, okay? You can include them anywhere in your entry comment, but that lets us know that you've listened or are listening to the show today. And in addition to the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post, the code words officially enter you, okay? So for this first giveaway, to help students feel seen in a simple, special way, I have nine 33-count gift packs of the coolest You Are Awesome erasers. I love these so much. You Are Awesome is printed right on the top of them. They're the white erasers that erase really well, and I just love – The message, it can sit on kids' desks to always remind them that even when they make mistakes, it's okay. They can just erase, try again, and never feel invisible because they made a mistake. Isn't that awesome? So there will be nine educator recipients as part of this giveaway, and each will receive a class set of the awesome erasers. So to enter, just go to our Right Red Kids Facebook page this evening during the 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern time airing time slot. And follow the Simple Entry Guidelines in the Facebook post. This giveaway will be posted about... Oh, six minutes or so after the 5 p.m. Pacific time hour. And remember, you guys also type in tonight's code words feeling seen as part of your entry comment, okay? This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the live airing of the show this evening, until 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern, and we'll announce the nine recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Special thanks to DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks and the wonderful Subaru Share the Love Promise for helping to make this giveaway possible, and I think you all know that this is just the first of the fantastic giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you, so keep our Right Word Kids Facebook page close and ready during that live airing hour this evening, and just a quick note that if you're not listening today, if you're listening after the fact, if you're listening after Sunday, February 26, 2023, tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that, and Note that I'll announce all the recipients from all of today's live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday. So make sure to check that post so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient, okay? And as always, there's going to be tons of gift recipients from this wonderful episode. And now, you guys, I get to introduce you all to my absolutely amazing guest today, Trudy Ludwig. As I mentioned at the top of the show, earlier this month, I did a Facebook Live centered on one of her extraordinary books, The Invisible Boy. And I am so honored that Trudy is here with us on the right road. As a strong advocate in building children's social emotional learning skills, Trudy has received rave reviews from educators, experts, organizations, and parents for her passion and compassion in addressing peer aggression and friendship issues. She has collaborated with leading experts and organizations, including Sesame Workshop, the International Bullying Prevention Association, ConnectSafely.org, and the Passport to Peace Foundation. Trudy has been featured in literally tons of national and international media outlets, including ABC.com, the Associated Press, Edutopia, Good Morning America, Scholastic Books. Club, The Wall Street Journal, and Reading Rainbow. She's a gifted writer and the author of more than a dozen children's books, including The Invisible Boy, My Secret Bully, Confessions of a Former Bully, The Power of One, and Brave Every Day. Her books have received countless awards, including the IBPA Gold Benjamin Franklin Award, NAPPA Gold Medal Award, Mom's Choice Gold Award, Junior Library Guild Selection, and the M. Jerry Weiss Book Award. Plus, Trudy is a sought-after speaker presenting at schools and conferences across the country and beyond. (laughs) And like I said, I am just so honored and overjoyed that she's here with us. Welcome to On the Right Road, Trudy Ludwig. Well it's lovely to be here Paula. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're so welcome. I I just I personally have been so blessed by your work and I'm just so excited to share your books and your mission and everything that you do. I just I feel like you have um a light in the world to share that's going to be a blessing for educators, parents and kids everywhere. So, to start, So everybody can kind of really get to know you quickly. I'd love to do a 10-question quickfire challenge with you. Um, Whenever I have a children's author guest, I love to start with what I call these quickfire questions. Um, Again, because they really help us get to know you. So I've got my timer set for three minutes, Trudy. I've got to get it started here. Okay. Okay. go. So like (laughs) I said, I'm going to ask you 10 quick questions. And if you can answer all 10 in three minutes or less... I'm going to add an awesome bonus $100 Amazon gift card giveaway at the end of the show that those of you who listen all the way to the end and know the answer to one of the quick fire questions can enter, okay? And the $100 gift cards are going to be in honor of our surpassing 100 On the Right Road shows, again, this being our 102nd radio show. So you ready, Trudy? I am ready. The pressure's on. No pressure. You're <laughs> going to do great. Okay, here we go. Question number one. i got to start my timer. Here we go. What is your favorite color? Blue. What's your favorite season, winter, spring, summer, or fall? Fall, oh, definitely. Oh, awesome. What's your favorite animal? Elephant. Oh, how cool. What, um, which Sesame Street characters have you met? Big Bird, Rosita, and Mr. Blue Jay. Oh, how cool. Okay, number five. How long does it typically take you to write a book?
0: It varies anywhere between uh, less than a year to four years.
1: Wow. Number six, do you have a favorite of all the books you've written so far? That's like asking a parent who their favorite child is. Right? I know. They're all for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I feel the same. I'm a songwriter. I feel the same way. Okay, number seven, what are two other things you love to do in addition to writing? I love to hike, take walks,
0: um, especially in forests, and I just started teaching myself watercolor painting.
1: Oh, how wonderful. Oh, my gosh. Okay, number eight, what's your favorite place in the world? Oh, my home in Portland, Oregon. Oh, I love that. My home's in Wisconsin, and there's just, oh, there's nothing like home, right? Okay, number nine, what's your favorite word? Gratitude. Oh, beautiful word. And number 10, do you have any kids? Yes, I have two, Allison
0: and Bennett. And they're a bit older. Allie's 29, and Bennett is 25.
1: Awesome. Oh, my gosh, Trudy, you did it in less than two minutes. I think you're the world speed record for the On the Right Road (laughs) to Fire (laughs) questions. I love it. (laughs) Okay, now... To kind of get into the meat and potatoes here, and there's just so much that you have to offer, I'd love to know, have you always been a writer, a a professional author, or did you start out in another profession or professions?
0: I actually um, was a professional writer for years before I started writing children's books. I did advertising and marketing for about 24 years prior, and I didn't start um,
1: my first children's
0: book until I was in my early 40s.
1: Well, and how did you get into writing children's books? Did you just one day say, gee, I need to write a children's book? Or was there like something that happened? Or how did how did that come to be?
0: Well, it, it, a couple of things that uh, the plaintiffs were in alliance. Um, m- many years ago, when my daughter was in second grade, she had this cluster of friends that they were nice one day, mean the next, on again, off again. They did a lot of manipulation of their friendships, and it imploded her first week of second grade. And at that time, that was in the early 2000s, um, Rachel Simmons came out with the book Odd Girl Out talking about relational aggression, and I actually got to hear her speak and hear what the audience was asking her, um, you know, how do you deal with this? And um, what I found was, really, there were not enough resources out there, and especially for younger kids, and it's very prevailing as early as preschool. So that got me motivated to write a story. I just woke up really early in the morning, and I just started with a title, My Secret Bully. Um, My stories generally come to me in titles. It serves as an anchor for my story. Um, And the interesting thing is, over the years, my sister found um, some early children's stories that I wrote when I was nine years old that I illustrated myself, and I would give them as birthday presents because we didn't have a lot of money when I was growing up, and that's what I would write is birthday stories. So I uh, realized that I forgot how much um, I like to write stories. Um, The kind of work that I was doing in advertising and marketing was very formulaic, and it didn't feed my soul. I knew I loved to write, but I didn't love what I was writing, and when I started with my first story, it just, just
1: sparked me, and I knew
0: that I wanted to
1: keep doing this. Oh, my gosh. What a story. That is so beautiful and that you followed that calling, that passion. Um, I have to say that I've just been so moved by your books, your writing style, the way your books are just so real. It's like when I read them, I feel them. I'm like I am right in the situation. I mean, clearly what you write about is is just uh, truly important to your heart. And I love that the first thing on your website shares making a difference in kids' lives one book at a time, and I absolutely know that's what you're doing. And what one kid and one adult at a time, really, because that's often, cool. so often, children's books can be equally as meaningful for adults. Um, so, how did this, um, you know, making a difference in kids' lives one book at a time? How did that really become your, your? It's so focused and specific, and I love that. How did that become your mission? I felt that there were
0: not enough stories out there that really helped kids navigate their social relationships, their offline, online social relationships. I think being a kid nowadays is very complex and complicated, especially with the advent of social media over the years um, and internet access and access 24-7 to information. It's a lot to process. And I think it's really important for kids to understand what makes a friendship a healthy friendship and what makes one an unhealthy, because I worry that, um, you know, friendships for children, um, that's their first role modeling of what future romantic relationships will be like down the road. And I worry if kids Put up with abusive friendships, they'll gravitate to abusive romantic partners later in life. So I think it's really important to help kids understand what makes a healthy friend, you know, healthy, um, and to understand um, the subtleties and nuances of friendships. I also feel that I wanted to make sure that kids can see themselves in my stories. Um, I think it's really important that the characters are diverse. Yes. Um, because the classroom is diverse. And um, I think that kids need to feel connected to the characters in the story. Um, and, and stories, to me, are such a wonderful vehicle to problem-solve or try on solutions in a very safe social setting.
1: Absolutely. I mean, in everything that you just shared, you absolutely do in spades. I know we haven't met in person yet, but as I have read each one of your books, I just, what you said is spot on. It's what happens. I mean, I feel like I'm right Mm. in there and I'm an adult. And and it's like Mm. you get this wave of, oh, yeah, that's what it felt like. You know, and it, and you understand things in a new way, um, and that's just like you said. It's so important for children today to have those resources to really see and understand that they're not alone. That what they're feeling makes sense and how to address it. Um, so you mentioned uh, a minute ago that you, when you write your books, you kind of get the title first. That's so fascinating. Right. So so okay. So right. you get the title. Then how do you come up with the storyline? How do you work from the title to the whole, through the whole storyline? How does that process work for you as an author?
0: So, essentially, the, the title that I usually come
1: up with, in
0: most cases, it sticks for the title once the book is published. But there are several times where the title didn't stick and it was a holding place, but it still served as an anchor for me for yeah. what I wanted to address. Um, I also, with my advertising background, I wanted to have titles that serve as a hook to draw you in, Um, for example, just kidding and better than you. You hear a lot of that, you know, I'm just kidding. And I think people connect to it right away and better than you. I'm smarter than you. Um, So I wanted to put that in there. And with my stories, you'll find that what I do is typically have three key scenes where there's issues and then the issues escalate a little bit more and a little bit more, or they compound. And it gets to the point where, There is a climax, you know, and um, something happens, um, something breaks. Yes. Um, What's been working in the past doesn't work. Um, So what can we do moving forward? And um, that's what I try to show. I don't also want to demonize children's behaviors. Um, As I travel at schools and talk with school communities, I say that we um, don't want to use the word bully as a noun Um, I love that term. That was explained by the Committee for Children, an international nonprofit that deals with social-emotional learning skill building. And I really think it's really important for school communities, the parents, and the teachers to know that we're all more than our labels. Um, We're all capable of wearing what I call the bully hat. I actually have. um, I use uh, props as physical metaphors. You know, We can choose to put the bully hat on. We can choose to take it off. But we're all capable of wearing that hat. And we make mistakes, and that's basically the kids' jobs, making mistakes. Um, Our roles as the caring adults, whether we're teachers or parents in these children's lives or caregivers, is to turn those mistakes into teachable moments um, so that they can learn from their experiences and move on.
1: I love that. Oh, my gosh. That's so important. Sometimes when a child gets a label, it sticks, and then they become that just because that's what's expected of them at, at some point. And I love that it's a hat you can take off. I, I love that visual. Okay, so mm. now here's kind of a, a, a an author question that I love to ask. What's your favorite thing about being a children's author? And kind of on the flip side, what's the hardest thing about it?
0: Oh, my favorite thing about being a children's author, author is when I get my package of the book, hot off the press. (laughs) And I can hold it in my hands. And the other part is when the ultimate favorite is when a young reader comes up to me or an older reader comes up to me and and shares with me how the story story really resonated with them and really helped them. Um, Because when you're a writer, any children's author, it can be very lonely because you're in an office you don't share your office. Well, I share it with my husband, but you don't share it, you know, and have, you know, meetings at the cooler. Right. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, so I hear it's you. Very isolating. <laughs> <laughs> it's very isolating, right? And yes. so you're you're sending something out and you feel very vulnerable sharing because you you are wearing a big old target on your chest when you're an author. Um, some people will like it, some people won't. Um and especially with social media, it's it's a whole different ball game. Um, so when I, I hear from kids, because kids are so honest and authentic, when they like something, I know they mean it. And it means yes. it's the ultimate compliment for me. And um, I love when they, they tell me how much my story really um, hit home for them.
1: Oh, and well, and you kind of answered both questions in one because... Uh, the hardest part might be putting it out there you know sending it off for, yeah. for printing and then it's like oh <laughs> you know but my soul's out yeah. there for the world it's, to see it's scary right it but is, you did it. it I mean you do it, it. it. that's that's yeah. what's so important so here's another here's kind of a big general question but it's related I would love to know what what advice you have, because writing is clearly your passion, right? So what mm-hmm. advice do you have for kids, well, and adults too, in terms of reaching for their dreams and following the passions that are on their hearts, even when it's scary?
0: Well, I think it's important to know that you're not going to be good at the start. Um, for example, children that love, want to become a good writer, they need to be good readers, Um Anyone who writes professionally reads a lot. Yes. And to pay attention to what makes you want to turn the page. Everyone has different interests and passions. Some kids would focus on stories with humor, others with with scary, you know, characters, others with um, that aren't into fiction, they really into nonfiction and science. To so figure out what it is that really Floats your boat, so to speak. Um, yes. And then a lot of times, what artists do is we copy. You know, that's why fan fiction was really popular because people would take an existing story and they had the premise and then they would run with it to find their own voice. And then when you find your voice, what feels comfortable to for you. It's just like doing artwork. You can copy a piece of art, but it will never look like the artist because it's you doing the work. And so you have your own twist to it and your own capabilities. And then you start to find your own footing creatively. um, I think Um, there's a wonderful book called Feel Like an Artist that I love. It's a a little book and it's talking about how artists um, have a collection Of artists that they admire, and they take a little bit from each one to bring it together to create their own new stamp, creative stamp, which I really like. Um, It's not plagiarizing, it's like taking the pieces and then you're creating something new out of it, right? Um, That's a compilation. So I think that's really important. And I also think for kids to really pay attention to what they really enjoy doing. Um, When I ask kids, how many of you really love online gaming, and they raise their hand and say, well, Remember that as you get older, because you may want to do coding, you know, for games or coding for other things. And, you know, I talk about how many of you are really creative cooking and you enjoy it. It's a passion. You may want to, you know, be a professional caterer or cook. Um, Or if you love planting, you may want to go into a nursery, you know, and, and plant. So just to remember what gives you joy and chances are when you're older, you'll do some. Variation of it, or that will be incorporated in what you want to be doing as later as an adult.
1: I love that so much, and I also love that you you touched on that you won't necessarily be great at when, great at it when you start, and it applies to everything. Whether you're, you know, you're an, a writer or an artist, or like you said, whatever you're doing. If you like sports, if if you want to be a teacher, you know, you might start out teaching, and you know, your first couple of months are like, oh my gosh, I didn't expect it to be this way. But don't worry. Right. You know, if, that, if something's on your heart, I believe with all my heart that it's there for a reason and you and just keep at it, like you said, and you will find your road and pretty soon you'll be zooming down that road. But so many people, I think, stop at a certain juncture when it gets hard and I think that's the key is to climb over that mountain and then it's like oh my gosh I did it and then it's like the sky opens up so stay with me Trudy okay I have so many more questions for you but first I want to give away a whole bunch of your absolutely awesome books you donated a bunch and I bought a whole bunch more so everybody here's tonight's second On the Right Road Facebook giveaway of course it's open to all educators in the US listening to On the Right Road today I have six copies of Trudy Ludwig's first book, My Secret Bully, and 14 copies of her equally inspirational The Invisible Boy book to give, I think these are two of Trudy's books that every child, every family, and every classroom should read. They are real touchstones for friendship and for kindness and really for life. So I'm so excited that there will be 20 educator recipients as part of this giveaway, and each will receive a copy of My Secret Bully or The Invisible Boy. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page and follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. It will be posted this evening during that 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern live airing time slot. Follow the simple entry guidelines in the Facebook post. This giveaway will be posted, oh, about 25 to 30 minutes or so past the 5 p.m pacific time hour remember to include tonight's code words feeling seen as part of your entry comment even if you included them in tonight's earlier giveaway okay and this one will be open until just after the end of tonight's live airing of the show until 7 p.m pacific 10 eastern tonight and we'll announce the 20 recipients on our right road kids facebook page this coming tuesday afternoon humongous thanks to Trudy for donating 10 beautiful hardcover copies of her, the invisible boy book and big thanks to PTS coaching and ledgy liner also for helping to make this very special giveaway possible. So Trudy, Oh my gosh. I want to ask for a a whole lot of your advice during this segment of the show. I think it will be so helpful for us all um, for teachers and parents and kids alike. So to start, um, What advice do you have for how teachers and parents can use stories to build empathy in kids? You touched upon it a little bit before, but I think that this is so crucial, especially in today's world.
0: Well, I have to say, this is my sweet spot. I'm a really big advocate of um, using children's literature to promote social-emotional learning skills. And I actually give workshops uh, PD workshops to uh, teachers on this um, because I feel so strongly about it. Um, so books for years have been used to help supplement kids' um, social-emotional learning. And actually what the research shows, neuroscientific research shows that reading well-written literature actually builds um, a child's uh, empathy muscle in their brain. Uh, Cambridge University found that reading fiction provides excellent training for youth in developing and practicing empathy. And at Carnegie Mellon, the neuroscientist found that when you get lost in a book, your brain lives through the characters at a neurological level. This is wow. really important stuff. So, and Emory University neuroscientists found that fiction tricks our brains into thinking we are part of the story. And this is what empathy is about. It's not only feeling um, what it feels like to be in someone else's shoes. It's also feeling compassion for another person's pain and suffering. This is the key second part of what empathy is for me. And you may not know what it's like to have that experience, but... You, you validate that other person's journeys and, and say, oh, I don't know what it's like, but I'm feeling your pain from how you're sharing it, right? And that's what stories can do. Um, I think it's really important to use um, books um, with adult-guided activities because there's a wonderful Chinese poem um, that said, um, I listen and forget, I see... And uh, remember, I do and understand. And this is what we want to do is get kids to do things with the story, to um, get activities involved um, with adult-guided activities. Um, I think that's a really important thing um, to help them engage with the stories they read and with each other in constructive pro-social ways. For example, role-playing scenarios, writing introspective essays. Creating drawing or writing projects and discussion questions are are really a few ways for educators to achieve that goal and I think oh. it 's really important for um, teachers and parents and whoever 's out there an adult working with a child with stories is um, you can do Google searches on the Internet by entering the title of the book. It's not just my books. Any any author's books that you really love, for example, it could have been the classic 1944 Eleanor Estes, you know, The Hundred Dresses. You can just um, enter the title of the book chosen for your class reading, followed by the words lessons or activities, and you can find already made lesson plans so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can find them written by uh, teachers, and you can find them written by school counselors. And I actually post a ready-made lesson plans on my website for resources for all my books that teachers can access.
1: The beauty of technology, it's like it's all in how we use it, right? Oh, my gosh. Well, and the thing is, Trudy, your writing is, like I've said, is just so spot-on and inspirational in terms of everything. I mean, situations, feelings, circumstances. Um, and I'd, I'd love to ask... About your inspiration behind writing *The Invisible Boy*, um, because that's really how I got to know your writing and and your work through that one that that first book that I read of yours. And I'm wondering a couple of things: um, Have you ever felt invisible? And you know, in a broader scale, do your own life experiences influence the stories you write and how you write them, like *The Invisible Boy*?
0: So, to answer the first part of your multi-part question, if I can remember the the parts, is um, <laughs> yes, I have, I have felt invisible. I, I think, um, who hasn't? I, that's my rhetorical question: Who has right, ever right. felt invisible at some point? Because you know, we humans are social beings, and we all have the fundamental need to belong and feel connected and valued by our peers. But. Unfortunately, it's something, isolation or ostracism, whether it's intentional or unintentional, is something that we all experience at some point in our lives. I mean, who hasn't felt invisible at school or at work or some social gathering? We've attended, right? Right. Um, But for kids, it can be really distressing and problematic because, especially when they're deliberately excluded from a group. And um, I really felt that I wanted to capture this because, as a child myself growing up, I was very shy and introverted. And as I share, when I go through the pages of The Invisible Boy, there's one spread that's in there of of Brian, the protagonist, Who He's in gray colors. um, But when he's doing projects and you see the artwork he's doing, it's very colorful. And what I share with the kids that the quietest kids have the most colorful imagination if you just get to reach out to them and know them, you know. And we all have different levels of um, feeling comfortable reaching out to others. And some of the kids that are more extroverted is I just want them to open their eyes and pay attention to the kids that are quiet. Um, You can see it in the cafeteria. You know, when I, I would volunteer for many years in my kids' classrooms, I um, taught art literacy with some other parents because we didn't have art teachers. And um, so I would, you know, hang out and stay around and, and I was watching kids that were told to move over at the cafeteria table so their other friends can sit. And nobody was engaging with that one child just sitting there. And they're talking about all the fun things they did in front of that other child. And my my heart just got so heavy. You know, yes. um, it's, it's a fact of life. We're not all going to be included, right? It's just a fact of life. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not Pollyannish about it. But it's, it's the exclusion, if it's really intentional, it's just cruel. You know, every person deserves, you may not. You know, we come in different colors, skin colors. We have different family units at home. We have different religions we practice. We may dress differently. We may speak differently. But we all deserve to have our presence acknowledged and to be treated civilly and respectfully. We're not all going to be friends. We're not all. Right. But it's important for us to have our presence acknowledged. And we may not agree on different things. But to have a civil uh, relationship, we're there for a common goal, especially in schools. And that common goal is to learn. And even in work communities, we're not a friend with all our colleagues, but we're there for a common goal.
1: Exactly. Well, and and something that really struck me when reading The Invisible Boy was that I think it wasn't only the main character, Brian, who was feeling invisible. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. he was the quiet one. I uh, Probably the boy who was always being loud. And the girl who was always whining could have been doing so because they felt invisible, too. I think feeling invisible can make each person who feels that way react in a totally different way. Some act out loud to be heard. Some can be quiet like Brian. And others may have a completely different outlet, so to speak. So there's really a lot for us to think about as adults in truly truly helping you know all kids feel seen and heard. Um, So, Trudy, what's the most important piece of advice you'd like to share with educators and parents in terms of really helping kids feel seen and heard? And I know this is a big question, but, you know, what's your elevator one-minute answer? Okay, so a couple
0: things. I think it's really important to read diverse stories with kids. Um, yes. because I think that um, while literature alone won't change the world, it can change how kids and we as adults think and act in the world, right? And that's a very important thing, that we're all, I there's plasticity in our brains. I think the other thing that's really important is to get kids to be more emotionally resilient. We're always going to live in a world where bad coexists with good, and I think it's important for adults to share with children that while we adults can't get rid of all the hurt in their world, we can help them get through the hurt.
1: Right. Give them tools, help them. Yes, instead exactly. of, I think recently everybody wants to do everything for the kids and, oh, I'll take care of that. It's like they need they need to learn how to go th- climb through that muck and that hardship right. because that's what's going to make them be able to deal with life when they become adults. Oh, my gosh, so spot on. Well, and related to this, Trudy, what's your best, I, I said I was going to ask a lot of advice, what's your best piece of advice for kids to help them feel confident in, in themselves and and on that path to always feeling seen and heard? Well, as I tell kids, um, you don't have
0: to be a superhero to be a hero in another kid's eyes. Right. You could be any kid, and you can be an average grown-up like me, and all it does is it takes Small efforts. You don't have to do these big superhuman efforts to reach out and be kind to another person. You just don't know what's going on in their lives and just make them feel seen. Um, I tell kids there are really wonderful ways that you can be a superhero bystander or an upstander without risking your safety. If you don't feel safe confronting somebody who you see as saying something or doing something hurtful to another peer, the three things that even high school kids said that really helped them is top answer comfort the kid you don't have to do it during you can do it after let them know they don't deserve it let them know that you're listening to them and taking their problems seriously the second top answer was to include the kids intentional um, exclusion is a form of bullying and um, include them in your group game or activity their safety in numbers and lastly is report if you see something going on you don't feel safe going up Go to a grown-up or some other kids you feel safe with that could be allies to include that kid in your group or to talk to an adult who will protect your confidentiality as a bystander but will address the issue to help the kid who's wearing the bully hat learn how to take it off. And I think that's really um, the key things. And reporting, as I tell kids, is very different from snitching or tattling. Reporting is when you're trying to get someone in trouble and no one's getting hurt physically or emotionally. Um uh, tattling is when you're trying to get someone in trouble and no one's getting hurt physically or emotionally. Kids know the difference. So um, the question that teachers can ask, you know, and kids can ask when somebody is saying something, hurt, you know, there's so-and-so doing something that's not appropriate. The teacher is saying, thank you for telling me this is someone getting hurt with their body or their emotions over and over. So it can help the teachers understand how to intervene with the kids as well.
1: Right. Well, and I love that. You know, you started at the beginning that you don't have to be a superhero. But I think um, that the little things that we all do in kindness are what make each one of us a superhero. You know, right. it that is right. what changes the world. That is what changes yeah. somebody's life, and that's what's so special. So, you know, what's so interesting is that I think bullying and the invisibleness. And all of these things are so related and intertwined. Um, mm. So, Trudy, what's the most important? You know, again, one minute piece of advice you have for educators and parents, in terms of really helping kids understand bullying and teaching them not to do it. And I know that's a big question. Well, well actually,
0: it's um, I, I can I can tell you right now that the word bullying tends to be often misused and overused, not only by kids, but adults, uh, parents and teachers. And so I think it's really important to help give a common language in communities, school communities, what bullying is and isn't, because not all hurtful behavior is bullying. So when I travel around the country, I try to find out what's working in schools and not working in schools. And I loved what this one school in Racine, Wisconsin did. They gave a common language for the school community to talk about different kinds of hurt. So here's, here's, how I share it with the kids and adults, um, there are different types of bullying, uh, t- types of hurtful behavior. When someone says something or does something hurtful and they don't do it on purpose, right. um, it's unintentional and they just do it once, that's called being rude when we don't think before we speak. Um, right. Kids do it, adults do it. That's, that's not bullying. When someone says something or does something hurtful on purpose and they do it once, that's mean. Mean is not bullying. When someone says something or does something hurtful on purpose, you show you're mad, sad, or scared, and you try to get the person to stop, and they don't, that's when you know they cross the line into bullying.
1: Oh, I love that. That's such a wonderful definition. It's a, it's mm. a definition for kids. It's a definition for adults that we can teach kids. Like, I, I just, light bulb moment, Right. Well, it's oh my gosh. because, too, um, it's very hard for kids to understand. A, a big portion
0: of what bullying is is a power imbalance. And that's a very yes. lofty concept for kids to understand. So that's why you can do the rude, mean, and bullying. And and when I role play with the kids, I actually role play, and I have kids come up and insult me, and then I have empower tools, and one of them is a stop tool. And I tell the kids, in all honesty, sometimes this tool works, sometimes it doesn't, but it's an effective tool because if you say stop to someone and they apologize, then you know they're wearing the rude hat. If they stop but they're not apologizing, they're wearing the mean hat. But what if they don't stop? That's how you know they're wearing their bully hat. Oh then you my switch gosh. to other tools to get away quickly and safely with your dignity intact. So I role-play other tools that they can use as a combination to get away and then report to a grown-up if it continues and to
1: hang out with kids that make them feel safe. Oh, my gosh. Goosebumps. This is awesome, Trudy. I wish we had 10 hours that we could keep talking, uh, but the time is just zooming by here. Do you have a final one-minute inspirational message for all of our wonderful Right Road educator and parent friends listening?
0: Um, I am just inspired by your educators. Um, It's very easy for me to come in to school and, you know, uh, inform and entertain the kids, but you teachers are out on the front lines. every day, dealing with this. And I think it's really important to know that you are not alone in your struggles. You are wearing multiple hats. You're not only wearing your teacher hat, you're also wearing the parent hat, and you're doing parenting on top of this. Um, And there are lots of pressures from, you know, standardization, you know, the standardized tests and everything. And it's really important for you to fill your cup too. Yes. I think it's really important for teachers to reach out to one another and be support group members for each other yes. um, and to share share resources with one another so that you don't have to spend more time reinventing the wheel of something that another peer can help you with. I think it's
1: really important. I love that. So important. Crucial. And, and what's that one-minute inspirational message for all of the kids listening, Trudy.
0: I think it's important to know that um, it feels like your school world is the only world that it does change, you change, and when you have kids that don't treat you as well, I think it's okay to let go of unhealthy friendships, um, to open yourself up to other kids, especially kids outside of your school, so that when things happen at school, you have kids you can talk to about it that aren't in your school. Do activities that give you joy um, and and fill your heart. You don't have to be good at it. You can learn um, and and have those activities that fill your, your heart and soul. I think happy endings is letting go of unhealthy friendships. That's a happily ever after, which is why I wrote it that way in My Secret Bully.
1: I wish I could just jump through the line here and give you a big hug, Trudy, because I... I can't thank you enough. I just, I feel like you are a true gift to the world. Thank you so much for being here with us on The Right Road. Oh, my gosh. What a blessing. Thank
0: you. I appreciate it. I appreciate being interviewed. And I really, my heart's with all of you teachers. Um, It's it's a hard and lonely road you are on, but you're doing good stuff. I know you don't feel at times you're making a difference, but (laughs) you are making a difference.
1: Amen. Oh, my goodness. Well, and everybody, I want to make sure you know how you can connect with Trudy to check out all of her books. Um, They're all available on Amazon and I'm sure at bookstores everywhere Um, or to connect with her about coming to your school. Like she mentioned, she does those PD workshops. I mean, as you can tell, and she's got those um, um, activities for her books on her website, downloadable things that you can just go get. Um, She's got so, so, so much on her website. That's how we connected with her. Um, You know, she's very responsive. So I just want you to know, just go to her website at TrudyLudwig.com. That's T-R-U-D-Y-L-U-D-W-I-G, TrudyLudwig.com, for for any and all of her resources and to connect directly with her. Um, And I hope you all will because – and go out and get her books Amazing books for your families, teaching tools for the classroom. I just, I cannot say enough, I have been touched. Um, as an adult by them a, a j- complete blessing so make sure you connect with her you guys and as I always want to do I want to uh, take time to thank our amazing On the Right Road sponsors Right Road Kids Right Road Productions Nair Seatsack Subaru and DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group Leggy Liner PTS Coaching Lori Stenis and her Keller Williams real estate team and of course Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her extraordinary Joy filled life book. And as I always like to do, I I love to close with kind of a nugget from my heart that you can take with you into the week to come and into the rest of the year. Um, and today's of course is relating to feeling seen and heard. Um one of the reasons Trudy's The Invisible Boy book struck such a chord with me, I know, is that because I have felt invisible sometimes and it started after my parents got divorced when I was about 11 years old. And honestly, it's something that I still feel at times, you know, with the world, as we talked about a little bit in the show, being as fast paced and tech based as it is. It's like so often people don't even look you in the eye or have even just a few minutes for a heart to heart. Um, But going back to when I was a kid, I was always a good kid and a, a good student. I listened to and I respected my parents and teachers. I didn't get into trouble. So when my folks got divorced and they had so much to deal with, um, especially after both of them remarried with their new blended families and all the challenges that come with that, oh my gosh! You know, I I never made waves. I just went along from day to day and never caused an issue. I, I could really relate to Brian in in Trudy's book. I sometimes felt invisible, and one crazy example was when I was a teenager before I got my driver's license. Um, I should mention we lived out in the country, and I had to take a bus to school. And I grew up in Wisconsin, and the winters were brutal. Um, and this one particular day, the wind chill was fifty below, fifty below zero, five zero below. And I bundled up and just went off to walk the half mile to the bus stop, like it was any other winter day. I barely made it, and the bus wasn't even there yet. It was running late because of the weather. Um, Gosh, it was it was the one time in my life when I thought I might get frostbite. I don't know how I didn't. It was absolutely crazy. And when I recalled the experience with my mom several years ago, you know how you just talk about stuff about life experiences? Well, she told me that couldn't have happened because she always drove me to the bus stop when it was cold, but it wasn't me that she drove I was the oldest and left earlier for school, and I found out that she would drive my brother and sister to the bus stop when it was cold. They took a different later bus, which is great. I'm so glad they weren't freezing. I just never knew it. And she honestly didn't remember that I would just go out in the freezing cold. And thinking about it now, I often felt invisible. And, and it's really mm-hmm. cool that Trudy's book helped me verbalize that after all these years. Um, and I absolutely wow. know... That my mom didn't realize or mean anything against me with the bus stop situation or, you know, or anything. I just never complained. I just did what I was supposed to do, like walk to the bus stop. I didn't cause any issues, so nobody thought anything was wrong. I was like Brian in the book, right? And Mm -hmm. I've often thought about what helped change everything for me. And it was when a teacher, and I had several that were absolutely wonderful in my life, or my stepdad. When they would say something like, you're special, or, you know, Paula, you're really talented. Those little things like we talked about earlier that they would say made all the difference in the world in my life. And just like Trudy's book highlights, it's often just one person saying or doing one quote little thing that can help someone go from feeling invisible to feeling seen and loved and special. So all this to say, know that your presence in kids' lives no matter what challenging circumstances there are in education or parenting, you know, no matter what's surrounding you on any given day, your presence and uplifting words and encouragement can change the trajectory of kids' lives. And Mm. we can all do that every day with just little things from our heart that we say and do for each other too. And when we realize that, even when days are tough, helping others can help us feel seen too. I think being kind helps everyone feel seen, the giver and the receiver, and I think that's the key. That's the life lesson for all of us, kids and adults, that kindness can make life and living and everything better for everyone all the way around. So if you're ever feeling invisible, and not to lessen the you know the the significance of of feeling that way or the hurt that can come with it, but as a tool to help it Reach out, do something in kindness, and let that just wash over you and feel your specialness. As always, you guys, I sure hope this whole hour together has been a wonderful blessing for you and that you've been inspired and uplifted in some way and that you feel and know without a shadow of a doubt that you are seen and heard and loved and appreciated. And speaking of love and appreciation, I have a bunch more giving fun support for you this evening. Um, I've got giveaway number three. Facebook giveaway number three, remember to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of today's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient, okay? So this Facebook giveaway number three is open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road today. I have 10 awesome rainbow scratch note or paper packs. Um, As I was thinking about this show, I visualized the idea of scratching away the darkness to feel seen, and I thought these scratch packs could be a perfect tool for when kids need a boost to know that they are seen. Plus, I have two $50 Oriental trading gift cards to add to this giving fund, too, so there will be 12 educator recipients from this giveaway, and each will receive a range a scratch set or an Oriental Trading gift card. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page and follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. This giveaway will be posted this evening, oh my gosh, during that 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. as live airing time slot. And it will be posted about, oh, 10 minutes or so before the 6 p.m. Pacific time hour. Remember to include tonight's code words, feeling seen as part of your entry comment even if you included them in tonight's other giveaway entries okay and this giveaway will be open until just after the end of this evening's live airing of the show until 7pm Pacific 10 Eastern tonight and we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon huge thanks to Lori Steenis and her Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her wonderful Joy Filled Lifebook for helping to make this special giveaway possible once again Gigantic thanks to Trudy Ludwig for being my awesome guest here on the Right Road. Thank you to Marcy for her always amazing behind the scenes support. Thank you to my terrific engineer Andrew and the whole Voice America team. And thank you also very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And if you listened all the way to the end here, here's today's special bonus gift opportunity. Since we just recently passed our 100th On the Right Road episode mark, like I shared, this is our 102nd On the Right Road show, I have two $100 $100 Amazon gift cards to give and I'm going to add two $50 Amazon gift cards too. Um, I'm, I'm adding, Trudy answered all the questions in less than three minutes. So if you're listening and would like to enter for these bonus gift card drawings, this is one of my email giveaways. Just email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. That's H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A at R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S dot O-R-G. Put today's code words feeling seen in the subject line and include your school, city, state, and the answer to one of the quickfire questions I am asked Trudy near the beginning of the show. And the question is, what is one of the Sesame Street characters Trudy has met? Include all those things in the body of the email and you'll be entered for the four bonus $50 or $100 Amazon gift card drawings. And as always, you guys, this episode is available to listen to or download for free anytime. So you can listen to any parts of it you may have missed or download it to save and share with your educator friends and your kids and students. I know that everything Trudy shared will be such a wonderful inspiration for your kids too. And in between our Live on the Right Road broadcast, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. Instagram page, via email, and our website at rightroadkids.org. Hey, everybody, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. You are wonderful, seen, heard, appreciated, and loved just because you're you. Keep shining your amazing light my friend. I love and appreciate you all so much. Mwah!
0: Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right
1: Road. Right road.